0: Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise and mejia in Delaware, USA.
1: And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK.
0: This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers.
1: I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist.
0: I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist.
1: We are Two Hypnotherapists Talking. So let's get on with the
0: episode. Hi. Today, Martin and I are thrilled to introduce our friend Larissa Velotti, who is also a solution-focused hypnotist, but she does some other things as well. And Melissa, Melissa. Larissa, <laughs> what, are you, what are you going to talk to us about today? I definitely wanted to, to hear about how you found solution-focused. So do, did you train together or were you in different time slots?
2: We didn't didn't train together. I think we might have trained at similar times, but in different parts of of England, basically. Yeah.
0: Oh yes, that's right. You're further south. <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: So, um, yeah, I got into hypnotherapy because um, I had hypnotherapy myself about sixteen years ago or so for fear of flying, and um, you know, it changed my life because my holidays were um. You know the journeys were enjoyable as well after that because before that you know it could ruin the end of a holiday for me so um yeah it changed my <laughs> life which was amazing i think a lot of hypnotherapists get into it for for that reason don't they that it, it changed mm-hmm. something for them and um yeah so then i kind of you know um always had this at the back of my mind this interest but it didn't seem like it was achievable until um i got made redundant and um turns out that that was the best thing that could have happened to me so here i am <laughs> So when did you start your practice? officially? Um, about two years ago um, mm-hmm. as a solution focused hypnotherapist. And, you know, it's a constant um, journey of learning after that, isn't it? So I've done various mm-hmm. other bits and pieces since then and still developing what I'm doing and things like that. But, yeah, it's just so enjoyable. I love it. Do you see people in person? I mean, physically in person or, or on Zoom? Um, I tend to see most people on Zoom. I have started seeing the odd person in person if, if they really would prefer. But um, I find it works really well on Zoom and it's generally easier for for people. You know, I can see people. I've, my furthest client has been in New Zealand. So, you know, it's got its yeah, that'll be, that'll it. Yeah, there'll be a yep. long drive. Yep, <laughs> you don't get
1: much further than that, do you? No. <laughs>
2: That's good. So did you have to wake up in the middle of the night to see that client actually? Um, I think it was, uh, we were doing, I think it was like um, eight or 9am my time and evening her time. Oh, bearable. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. What about, do you both see people in person as well? Actually this
0: afternoon, I'm going to do an initial consult with somebody Mm. um, who's come to my state from another state and I'm meeting that person. Uh, in a, a neutral spot because i don't have an office i have a home office but i, I don't want to yeah mm. and uh covid covid made my other office go away yeah i couldn't see anybody for a year and it was a waste of money and mm. I, it is it's just so much easier for people but often if it's a local person i'll meet them at least once yeah often often it's somebody i know anyway or you know, it's a friend of a friend so yeah yeah
2: exactly
0: yeah accosted in the supermarket are you that lady that does hypnosis <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah no, i see in person and on zoom as well Mm. um i I do it from my own place in preston plus the therapy company in preston and the one in blackburn and uh zoom i'm doing quite a lot on zoom at the moment Mm. um which again is great for around the country
0: yeah or or other countries which Mm. is nice too
1: absolutely yeah
0: it yeah, allows you all to market for the largest community there is, of people that would do hypnosis.
1: Yeah, it does. Well, where I am, yeah. I, I, I don't know how it goes on for other practitioners in the UK who do other kinds of hypnotherapy. But for us as solution-focused hypnotherapists, it's relatively easy to get insurance to practice abroad as well. For example, I can take on clients in any state in the USA as long as they sign a thing to say they understand the service is being offered under UK law.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and our insurance covers us, which is really surprising considering how litigious it is over there.
0: <laughs> what is your primary focus of your of your practice right now? Do you have something that you're particularly interested in?
2: Um, I still haven't found a niche. Um, I'm kind of waiting for that to happen organically, if it does. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I, what we can help with, obviously, as you know, is is so broad that I've just, um, yeah, I've kept my options open, really. And, um I'm working with all sorts of things. I do tend to work with a lot of phobias, and I think um, that's because, um, as Martin mentioned before, that um, I've got an article in uh, the local paper about how I help someone with a needle phobia, and mm-hmm. so that gets me, um, yeah, a few, few inquiries um, about phobias and things, and I do really enjoy working with phobias, I think because it's quite Quite quick and direct, and yeah, just really effective. Mm,
1: yeah, I read the article in the Brighton Argos. I mean, not only was this lady able to then have her COVID 19 jabs, which obviously mm-hmm. was essential. She then went on and had um, other things out of choice, Botox.
2: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> to Be honest, Completely I think there's more about that than yeah, COVID jabs. But um, uh, I mean that's yeah. it, yes, it, it, but if, if that got her
0: to a COVID jabs, that's fine. Exactly. Mm, but yeah. it,
1: it's, it's one thing getting rid of a COVID for uh, getting rid of a phobia for something that's essential like mm. COVID. It's another thing altogether when they actually then choose to go and have needles stuck in the face. Exactly. <laughs> yes.
2: Exactly. Yeah. That's true. That proves how how effective mm. it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd say so. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So that was about a year ago, wasn't it? The, the article in the paper
2: yeah it was it was and um so yeah. this wasn't
0: an article you wrote this was an article they they interviewed you for that
2: piece um yes yeah exactly yeah so um yeah and it, it just got into the local paper I actually didn't know it was um in there until did, someone told me about it did you do a press release um, I did it? do a press release okay um, mm-hmm. but um I don't know if it's always like that with with um journalists but I didn't hear about anything back so I just presumed um you know nothing had happened mm-hmm. and then someone told me they'd seen it
1: so, um yeah so that was good yeah yeah lovely mm. excellent so I, I was having a look at your website as well larissa as, as denise mm. said earlier on i'm a, a bit of a stalker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now i was just taking a look and yeah. it, it's i mean obviously i know about solution focused hypnotherapy denise does mm. our regular listeners and viewers do as well yeah. um but i was reading something about the control system yeah uh, another way of accessing the subconscious mind without using hypnosis trance tell me more
2: yeah so um it's again it's uh, yeah i love that way of working as well so i use use both depending um who i'm seeing and what it's for and also um, i have to check that they can work in that specific way because it's very different and as you say there's there's no trance, no actual hypnosis. So it's all done through conversation using idiomotor responses, which I'm sure you know what that is. Mm. Some of the listeners might not. So it's getting a signal back from the subconscious mind, really. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's very different, but it's very um specific and very direct. So I use it a lot with things like phobias. I mean, you can use it for anything really that that you can with solution focus. Um but it is, yeah. It's. I think it's a surprising way of working sometimes because people they come for hypnotherapy are expecting hypnosis. Are they expecting um, the
0: swinging pocket watch and the whole thing? Oh or,
2: or... yes, yeah. But we do actually in the control system we um we do do some kind of um how would you say it? um kind of um exercises, just imagination exercises to just check how open someone is to it so it's almost like some of the things that stage hypnotists might do to check someone's um susceptibility or if they're open enough um you know to to do the thing yeah but I say I think I think that
0: sorry for correcting you but it's not that they are superior it's just that type of hypnosis they are are going to be able to cooperate with the hypnotist whilst being watched by 25 other people or 300 other people whereas many people can't they would be just as good subjects but not in that situation
2: exactly exactly so i'm obviously this is a much more relaxed environment and i'm not getting them to do anything silly but it's just to check how their imagination works and just to check that that i can get those responses from the conscious mind and then when that's the case it's the the way of working it's almost like you negotiate with the subconscious mind its you know the subconscious has got these patterns of of, um you know thinking and behavior that have been put in place for whatever reason you know things learned to the child or because of a situation that someone's been through and it's just kind of getting the the conscious message through to that through to the subconscious that it's time to change that 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 strategy is no longer serving them so it's it's Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a very different way of working, but I really enjoy it as well.
1: Mm. So I'm just thinking, though, for anybody listening and watching, you know, we're saying this isn't hypnosis, but it is. It, it's not the yeah. formal hypnosis they may perceive, but the whole procedure, the whole process, it is a form of hypnosis. So is I'm... it
2: is it closer to Ericksonian? What he did was so was so varied, wasn't it? So yes, probably yes. to some to some extent, um, but it's yeah, it's just done through conversation and. Um, yeah, the difference as well is that because it's done through conversation the first session i it usually say leave two hours because you don't know how long it's going to take i right. don't know how how you know open to change the the subconscious sometimes it you know comes up with with barriers and it's just kind of putting those barriers to 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 rest so that so that you can do the work
1: um, Good. Mm. It. yeah it, it strikes me um like you said about waiting two hours a bit mm. like if you read a book a really good book that you're absorbed in mm. and you, you put it down and then you're driving along and maybe an hour later you'll suddenly remember some bits of it and replay it out in your mind or maybe imagine it in a different scenario and replay it out and that kind of thing mm. um same with the tv program that you've watched or even a movie you know you can think about start to think about it an hour or two later change uh, the
0: ending yeah
1: yeah that kind of thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> well why shouldn't it have ended like this or that kind of thing i'm I'm thinking it works in the subconscious the same way because similarly if you bring that up after two hours it's been playing away in your subconscious exactly just, mm-hmm.
2: yeah the same with solution focus you need that that space in between sessions don't you to really mm. kind of for, for, for the changes to take effect really is there a is there a particular kind of issue that you use that technique for um again no it's um you know just something about the client that they think "Mm
0: -hmm, maybe this way is the best way i think
2: generally if someone comes with something really specific like um you know like a phobia or the um, needle lady yeah exactly then i'd probably um tend to go um the, the control system way and if it's more you know, solution focused is so broad, isn't it? And, and, you know, someone will come to see you for something and then it starts to change so many other things um, in positive ways as well. So, um, you know, I've had a couple of clients recently who, you know, they just didn't feel right. They just wanted to make some changes. And and so we did, I saw them in the solution focused way because it is so broad. Um, And I know solution focused, you can get specific as well, but um, to now use the control system for that. Um, just because it's it's different, I really enjoy working that way.
1: It sounds like a really good add-on. I mean, a, a, mm. there's never any harm in increasing your tool belt, is it, In the oh, ways exactly. that we can help people.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, but I, I, I can see where you would use that instead um with certain things because i mean again with solution focus though the the first half of the session is every bit as important i mean i know denise you'll agree won't you the pre-talk's as important as as the trance um because all that time we're getting them into that left prefrontal cortex making them more amenable to the positive suggestions we're going to bombard them with um but but yeah i don't don't
0: really like that that bombard
1: bombard.
0: yes i do understand Yes, we are Showering them with showering suggestions. Them with, yeah. Showering. <laughs> <Blooding. Okay.
1: laughs> That's me told. <laughs> but uh, now it, it's—I I get where you're coming from because I—I I, I do it in the pre-trans section beforehand when we start to mm-hmm. sort of explore the miracle question and that kind of thing. Yeah. You can see people already slipping um, into that more relaxed state.
2: Mm, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I like about it as well is, um, in the first session, you, you kind of get them to access the negative feeling. So, in the session, you can see how that changes. So you get mm. them to keep keep going. Well, not keep going back to it, but at some point, retest it, and you. So you kind of get some feedback as well, which I quite like. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so it's it's interesting.
1: Mm, it sounds like it sounds like it.
0: So, what is your next plan?
1: So all all of us are,
0: are building gradually building out our, if you're sensible you you get this to work and then you add another thing <laughs> so what, yeah. what's going to be your next thing do you well think?
2: the thing that I'm working on at the moment is workshops so I want to put together some um one-hour workshops that um I think to start with I'm going to start doing a few kind of free workshops just to kind of you know it helps to get your name out there you know if you can help people in 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 some ways so, as
0: well on the on the more common say generic sort of issues like a workshop on weight control, a workshop exactly. on anxiety. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Different
2: workshops for different things. And the other thing I want to do, once I've kind of, you know, had a bit of practice and got my confidence up in those ways, is um I've got a couple of of contacts who, you know, are in the corporate world who've kind of said, would you come and do workshops for us? So so that's kind of the the long-term goal, which is um exciting but um if I'm honest slightly scary because I'm not used to doing that kind of thing but you know you have to put yourself out there don't you
1: absolutely, absolutely you do I, I saw as well you are an IEMT integral eye movement therapist yes. yeah. yeah is
2: that
1: is that the same as EMDR is it similar or
2: it's it's different I, to be honest I don't know that much about EMDR but I'm told that similarity is that you know it's done using eye movements but it is different I know EMDR is often used for trauma isn't it whereas Mm. IMT is is again more um well I don't know if it's more broad but you know that's my understanding of it um but again yeah it's it's one thing that I I did train in, but to be honest I don't really use it very much Mm. um just because um yeah I've just been concentrating on solution focused and the control system so Mm um yeah it is something I I did but um yeah I haven't haven't really gone down that route very
1: mm. much no no I just wondered if it was similar to EMDR because I'm a great believer in that mm. um yeah yeah
2: okay. I mean it is it is amazing like by you know moving your eyes when you're with specific things in mind it does change how you feel about them I mean it mm. is incredible mm-hmm. um but yeah there's yeah again when I did that course there's another course to follow that one and you know maybe one day but you can't do everything can you no not at the same time
1: yeah it all it all goes on forever and ever doesn't it yeah Yeah, it
2: really does it opens this whole new world I mean it's amazing isn't it you can just Mm -hmm. keep going it's it's so interesting
1: yeah it's all though I mean I I think I'm speaking on behalf of all three of us here.
2: Um,
1: but it, it's all to do with changing those, you know, those beliefs that are set within the subconscious, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you think the techniques,
0: if you if you know the techniques that you're using are working, you don't need to go look for the next shiny object. A lot of things that that are marketed as new. Remarkably
1: similar yeah. <laughs> to yeah. others. Yeah, it's like anything to do with computers, isn't it? It's like reinvent the wheel and wrap it in software. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like I've seen it. I've noticed it. Certain people taking certain parts out of, say, CBT and marketing that as if it was some unique kind of thing. Whereas, if you look at the original CBT, it was a very complex uh, set of things, wasn't it? very sort of complex set of tools
2: yeah yeah I and mean, even solution focused has got so many different you know NLP and CBT and so many different things to it doesn't it mm. um but I mean why not if you if you find a, the combination of things that work and yeah and half of it is is your rapport with the client as well isn't it that's essential
1: now. that's that's 99
2: yeah. That.
0: Exactly. yeah
2: if you've got some of the you know some great tools and then you just you know you've got that connection with people you, you can yeah but you, you can have the
0: greatest tools in the world if you haven't got rapport you've got exactly. nothing
1: yeah that's it yeah if you haven't got that good strong therapeutic alliance forget yeah. it I mean and, and that can happen you know we, we can't all feel totally comfortable with absolutely everybody and no. uh, we can't expect our clients to either um, you know, sometimes there just isn't that rapport there for whatever reason, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe even just because of distance, and that person isn't comfortable on Zoom or something. Yeah, It'll be something uh-huh. as simple as that. Um, and that's or... why
0: I always ask clients for two sessions to commit to two sessions mm. before before they yeah you know, decide it doesn't work. Mm. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, so what else? Um, what else is lined up down south there at the moment, Larissa? Um, in terms of hypnotherapy and stuff, wasn't there some big event going on, something?
2: Um, what, that I've just been to, or no? Or,
1: or have you just been to one, or is there one no, coming no, sorry, up?
2: Cause, um, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to steer the conversation around to my award, but you know, I got that award last year and I've just had no, to. No, we didn't. You talk about oh, it, girl. Did
1: t- I didn't know you'd got an award.
2: <laughs> yes, I did. Um, prestige Award um, for, um, I think. The- Gosh, I should know this, shouldn't I? Because it was um, holistic therapist of the year for um this this region in England. Um yeah, and I've recently gone to the award ceremony. Sorry, I thought you were referring to that. No, no. Um so yeah, that was uh that was
0: great. Um send, it, send us a picture. We'll add it to the end notes I, of this.
2: Yes, <laughs> I will.
0: I've just received so, them actually. I've just received them um yesterday. So I How many how many clients do you see in a given day? of kids?
2: Um, I do think about work what work. interrupts the flow of your day is what the question really was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's trying to fit everything around, yeah, school pickups and, mm-hmm. and all that. So, um, yeah, and if, Wednesday's the day where I, where I have more time. And at one point, you know, um, on busy weeks, I, I see quite a lot of clients, but I, I tend to try not to see more than, you know, three clients a day or three or four, because it, <laughs> it is tiring yeah, It can be really tiring. <laughs> I think there was one day where I saw five clients, and it, yeah, it, it was it was a bit much, really.
1: Yeah, I, I think you need at least an hour in between clients. Per, personally, for me,
2: yeah, yeah, um,
1: just just to recharge, just to process everything they've said, and get your notes updated.
2: Exactly, uh, you have to prepare for the next one. You have to yeah, because it does take time. I think, mm-hmm. you know, people have said to me before, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you're on a good wage. But the thing is, OK, if you get a certain amount per hour, you're putting a lot of work. Yeah. It's three hours, hours for each session.
1: It's it's three, I, I, yeah, I say three hours as well.
2: Mm. Yeah. yeah I don't
0: know you, um, I make a new audio for each session. Well, mm-hmm. and, you know, I get feedback on that session a few days later, and then I make a new audio
2: that they use until the next session. Okay. They're using your your audios, are your audios music backed as well? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it helps actually because, you know, it's the same music that I use in the sessions, and they get used yeah. to music just sending them into that relaxed state. So,
1: well, I am um, on my face to face in person sessions. I have the music playing as they walk in the room.
2: Oh, do you? Mm. Nice.
1: It triggers the self conscious immediately. They associate that music with falling asleep at night time, they feel safe, they feel secure. Mm. So as soon as they walk in the room, they hear that music very, very low. And then when we get to the trance part of the session, I turn the volume up.
0: That's a good idea. Mm. Do you use any hypnotic techniques or or the things that you have learned because you're a hypnotherapist with your kids? How old are your children?
2: Uh, My daughter's seven. Yeah, so I, I've just no, I've just um, I've made her her own recording, so she she either chooses okay. that or the music, not not every night, but when she wants mm-hmm. to. Um, There's more sort of
0: affirmations.
2: Yeah, I've made kind of more kid friendly one. I kind of yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I use her name in it and things, and you know she likes that one. Um, but yeah, she's quite young, so I yeah haven't you know used too many well. techniques or anything with her, but. Uh,
0: hopefully she's not too traumatized by life yet Well, no, she's, <laughs> she's a very happy happy little girl so that's good I say
1: she should be of an age where she enjoys a bedtime story anyway won't she and yeah. she's got
0: oh, a yeah. great imagination
2: yeah I she think. just yeah give her a book and she'll yeah she loves reading so yeah i with like as well and
1: yeah it's great yeah well that's always a good thing isn't it
2: mm. Yeah, but her imagination is so, yeah, she, she won't watch any films or anything, because anything slightly scary, she'll, um, yeah, she doesn't like. so. I mean, at the moment, it's ideal, really. She doesn't really want to watch films. She just wants to read. So um, Excellent. I'm not sure, sure that will change, but...
1: <laughs> yeah. mm. Talking of sleep, sleep deprivation, and one thing or <laughs> another.
0: You mean the kind that we just got visited upon us?
1: Yes, they like savings
0: flipping time.
1: Um, you were talking about sleep deprivation and what have you, and I dug up something on it as well to confirm everything we've been saying. It was, um, hold on, sleep deprivation and obesity in adults, Cooper et al., 2018. Yes, um, but from the original 92 original studies and 18 reviews, blah blah blah. Um, basically. In a nutshell, if you do sleep pride, you're fatter.
0: <laughs> Messes with your cortisol. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's one of the things in, in I have a program coming out very soon, hopefully before this airs. Yeah, that is um, a large portion of it because I I market generally towards women because that tends to be the people I see, not always. Um, that, um, I haven't met a woman yet who doesn't want to lose weight, even if she's skinny. It just seems to be, I think, just self acceptance and a realistic approach to what your body is supposed to look like at whatever age you are. Mm. And making sure you're getting enough sleep and doing all the other self care things. So, really, just about every program I run that's a group program is really just self care branded
2: with a different uh, emphasis on a particular thing. Yeah. I mean, sleep is the key to everything, isn't it, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, there's so much to it. Have you read um, the Matthew Walker book about sleep? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I did um, I did a
0: program. Oh, gosh, almost two years ago now. Um, and that was, I, I had uh, prizes every day, a drawing every day. Mm. And I had two copies of his book to give away because I was so impressed by it. it was yeah, just... I,
2: I read it twice, back to back. It was just uh, so interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, what's this one
2: it's called why we sleep by right. Right. um yeah really interesting Thank and you. about sleep as well do you, do you know huberman um andrew huberman has all these podcasts he frequently with uh, david spiegel
1: yeah, I was just going to say I thought I heard the name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. but
2: he's recently done a podcast, probably a few weeks ago now, on on sleep. It was really interesting, especially you know our explanation, Martin, about you know REM sleep and mm. he goes into more detail about the sleep cycles and spindles, and it's really interesting. I'd yeah. highly recommend that.
1: Yeah, because it's true, isn't it? If you don't get, if you don't get the right kind of sleep and the right amount, I mean, I always say that's the difference. If you go to bed. With a petty argument from the daytime on your mind and you sleep properly you process it you wake up the next morning thinking "Ah, oh, that was a bit over the top i'll go and buy them a coffee or something mm. if you've not slept properly you'll wake up the next morning and you're still ranting and raving about it and you get an even more wound up yeah. and on it goes um you know that's a simple analogy i use all the time mm. um but but it's true it's true yeah. isn't it? One of,
0: one of the useful facts about sleep when you have teenage boys Particularly, you know, the pre-adolescent, very early adolescents. Just remind them if they sleep longer, they will get taller. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be tall, you need sleep.
2: Definitely, and they need a lot of sleep at that age, don't they? Because yeah. of their brain development. Um, yeah, they're- well, they're just they're they're,
0: they're they're programmed to sleep, and of course, their circadian rhythms tend to be goofy too. So they do tend to go yeah. to bed later and sleep longer in the day
1: yeah i mean i can remember as a teenager couldn't get out of bed in the morning Mm. it was horrendous
2: yeah (laughs) right um the interesting thing i learned on the the huberman um lab podcast about sleep which i didn't know um is that say you you normally sleep from 10 till 7 for example if then one night you go to bed at 12 and you sleep till um nine you you, you don't kind of start at the same point as you would right. if you went to sleep at 10. Like you miss out that first, whatever the, the sleep pattern is at that time. Yeah, so there's not-
0: actual truth to the old saw uh, an, an hour before midnight is worth two after, which was I, oh. I heard constantly from my father. But there is actual evidence now mm. that there is a difference in the quality of sleep we get. don't yeah. know what other cues may be feeding into that. I used to do shifts, of course, as an ER doctor, and I worked a lot of night duty, and I definitely know it affected my health.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, and night shifts absolutely mess with your body clock completely. Yeah, but some
0: but somebody's got to be up doing them. That's yeah. the problem.
1: Yeah, and as I said, my dad worked permanent nights for 30-odd years. It totally messed his up. Nick's mum worked permanent nights, and she did it where it was seven nights on of 12 hours oh. a shift and then seven nights off. And it completely messed with her body clock. Even even now, sort of 10 years after retiring. She, oh, she,
0: when, I, when I stopped working, it took years before. It, it was as if my body knew if it, if it was 10 o'clock in the evening and I was still upright, I was working. And, hmm. and I couldn't get to sleep till about four. About four, you have a similar slump that you do in the afternoon. But um, if I got to bed before 10, I could fall asleep before midnight. <laughs> But if I was was so upright, it wasn't happening. It's very odd. But it took years and years. And now I'm a pretty decent decent way of going to sleep in part because now I use hypnosis if I need it.
1: Yeah, actually, I was reading all your useful um, hints for getting good night's sleep, Denise. That was published. Oh, yeah. What was that published? Daily Mail USA today or something? I can't remember now.
0: USA Daily Mail. USA Daily
1: Mail. <laughs> right. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I was reading it, Denise's. Um, Nothing
0: guess, to do I, with the other Daily Mail.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not
0: a, not associated with the British one.
1: Yeah. Um, reading Denise's um, put, put a load of good information there, broke down into nice bite-sized pieces about how you can get a better night's sleep. One of the things that you mentioned on it, though, I I, I hadn't thought about it for years. Don't look at the clock. I mean, we all used to have yeah. alarm clocks next to the bed, didn't we? And I can remember the digital one with the lights coming off it as well, and you'd be watching it, you know, 12.01, 12.02, 12.03. Yeah. <laughs> um, really strange. I mean, I, I don't suffer with those kind of sleep um not disorder that's the wrong word sleep problems that i used to have years ago um i i used to if i say i had to get up at seven in the morning for work i'd wake up at three and then i'd try and get back to sleep and i couldn't and i'd lie there and i'd look at the clock that was always the thing we all had clocks didn't we these days i don't know most people i think use their phone as their their alarm clock don't they right
0: yeah one of the things that, that i was always very good at was just telling myself before i went to sleep what time i had to get up the only time I set an alarm is if I have to catch a plane or something, not because I won't wake up, but, but the worry that I won't wake up keeps yeah. me, keeps me I'm awake. I'm
2: exactly the same. I, I generally always wake up before my alarm, but, yeah, sometimes if I've got something important, I'll even put on two on my phone or something, just <laughs> in case.
0: Not just in I case, yeah. Oh, I, I, I know I won't sleep through it, but it's just knowing that that is going yeah. to be the thing that wakes me up, and I might be... Dashing through
1: TSA and begging to go through. <laughs> uh, it's really funny, isn't it, though? You, we were talking the other week about um, those that went before us, sort of, they, they had everything right in terms of a lot of the old wisdoms, as in things like, you know, eat fish, it's your brain foods. Um, ab- ab- about sleep, though, yeah, an hour before midnight's worth two afterwards. And the other one, of course, was if you want to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning, bang your head on the pillow seven times before you go to sleep. <laughs>
0: I just tell myself, I
1: don't hit myself with pillows even. Yeah, <laughs> Well, that, that was an old one, it was nod your head on the pillow right. A, a right. however many times at the o'clock you want to wake up at. Oh really,
2: I've never
1: heard that before. Yeah, yeah I've heard it before. Yeah, yeah, I think that maybe... Because
0: we're older than you. Yeah, yeah, I,
1: I, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. <laughs> So, right. when
0: are you going to start before before we finish, hmm. um, tell us a little bit more about your workshops, Like when do you think you'll be starting them so people need to look at we'll, we can look out? Will they be in person or will they be Zoom?
2: Um or, they are or hybrid. Be, they're <laughs> going to be on Zoom, I think. Um, I'm, yeah, I don't know, probably um want to get them out there in the next kind of three, four weeks or something. Thank you again. and
0: we will see you again soon yes lovely to see possibly
2: possibly in person who knows
1: if you're ever coming
0: (laughs) over this way (laughs) maybe one day (laughs) uh, we hope you've enjoyed listening Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one.
1: If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credits using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.